historical day for the PIF and the DP World Tour. You know, there's been a lot of tension in our sport over the last couple of years. But what we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf. Swing and there's a fly ball. Left center field. This will get the job done. Matt McLean and the Reds walk it off, overcoming an 8-3 Dodger lead to beat the Dodgers 9-8 with three in the ninth. You must be unapologetic about the energy and the celebrations that you have because women have worked so hard to get here yet still get judged for those things. And that's the way we play, and that's what people enjoy. Or you don't. You either like it or you don't, but we're not going to apologize. Game one of the championship tonight, folks. OU Florida State. Here we go. DJ, the kit, the caboodle, the enchilada, all of it's on the line tonight. Best two of three series, Enchiladas at Hall of Fame Stadium? The whole enchilada is on the line tonight, Teach. Uh, which I always thought was a weird saying because not that hard to eat an enchilada. They're not that big. It should be, the saying should be the whole burrito. That's a much harder thing to, you know, one of those big giant burritos that you get, TJ, at like Chipotle or whatever. Enchilada. I mean, who can't eat an enchilada? I wonder where that even started now that you're saying that or how it started. I don't know, TJ. Somebody out there smarter than us knows. Uh, tonight, game one, 7 o'clock. You can hear it with our man Plank Show starting at 645 with pregame coverage tonight. I cannot wait. Game three of the NBA Finals tonight as well. Yawn. Denver and Miami, even at a game apiece. All right. Um, I got some stuff that I'm sure we'll get back to the text line. I'm sure people are still chiming in over what we've been talking about. with The Nixon uh, administration. It was first used in the Nixon administration in conversations, the whole enchilada. How about that? Really? That's what it says here. How about that? How about that, TJ? Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) I got a little bit of news. And now it's time for In the News. Not a lot. I got not a lot of news, but there's some stuff going on out there uh, worth uh, talking about. This caught my eye yesterday. Oklahoma City is in the running to host some 2028 Summer Olympic events. Today. Yeah, how about that? How about us? Look at us. Oklahoma City, a candidate to host some Summer 2028 at River Sport downtown. Now, have you guys done the River Sport thing, Teach? 
You've been down there. As a we fan? never have. No, Bronx has wanted to. It's just uh, we've uh, it's never done it yet. Forty. Yeah. It's north of I forty. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Barely. For me, uh, the measuring stick is really two forty. So yeah, it is. Okay, it's no. It's definitely north of two forty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Bronx would really dig it. I mean, obviously he loves. Oh, he the definitely water. would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take him down there. Quit denying your child. Yes, he's, he's looking for something to do. So Take him down to the river sport. So mistreated. Let him do the uh, ropes course and uh, all that stuff down there. He'll he'll get a kick out of that. Anyway, uh, the 2028 Summer Olympics will be in Los Angeles. However, however, I guess they are looking at uh, maybe moving the, you know, the canoe slalom. Some of those river rapid events and, and having them in Oklahoma City, which you probably don't know this, you don't pay as close of attention as I do, is a long ways from Los Angeles. Well, so we'll see. I don't know that this will actually happen or not, but at least it's out there in the ether that maybe we're going to have some bona fide real life Olympic events in Oklahoma City in 2028. That'd be How about cool. That, That'd be really cool. You know who's spitting mad right now? All of our listeners in Tulsa. They hate Oklahoma City, Teach. <laughs> oh, dare Oklahoma City. Uh, they obviously haven't seen our river sports. Uh, Tulsa loves the rivalry. Uh, all right, hang on a second. I forgot to play the sounder. Here we go. This knocked my socks off yesterday, Teach. Right off. I'm walking around. I got socks on. Then I don't. Austin Reeves is set to sign a contract extension. Oh, I haven't seen this. The Lakers are worried. Because all they can offer him is four years, $50 million. Not enough. Hold out, Austin. The 24-year-old, however, according to experts out there, is expected to get offers from other teams around the league in excess of $70 million. And they're worried that he's going to look for greener pastures. He should. Austin, listen, I know you listen every day on the app, the KREF app. Thank you for listening. Austin, $50 million is like... 300 bucks in LA. Mm-hmm. 70 That's right. million in Oklahoma City is like 70 million. Yes. So Look at you recruiting him to OKC. Well, wherever it may be, OKC, Dallas, wherever, it'll go a lot further. Get out of that state, man. Here's here's the deal. Austin, listen to me now, okay? The Lakers. Nobody follows them anyway, Austin. Nobody even knows you play for them. No, Come on. There has been. Le- LeBron's about to go to the Mavs. <laughs> Nobody's going to care. 70 million in, 50 million is what you're going to get in LA. 50 million is like TJ said $300 in LA. You can't do anything for 50 million dollars there. You can't even go out to eat. Can't even own a home. You've got to rent. Yes. What 70 million or whatever you get in Oklahoma City uh, or Dallas or whatever is closer to being that. You're still going to have to pay Uncle Sam, but you're going to get a lot more money. Not to mention I think the Sooners would be very happy to play in the Austin Reeves Arena. Coming up uh, in the next few years, TJ. Right? Am That's I right? right? That's right. The the Reeves Young Arena. 
The uh, Young Reeves I Arena. Know, I don't know about that. But... Our little Austin Reeves is about to make a boatload of cash, TJ. And here's the thing. L.A. is limited. I guarantee you if it gets to the point that he's available, uh, he's able to talk to other teams, it gets a little more than $70 million. If he duplicates next year what he did this year, it's going to go above $70 million. He'll be getting closer to six figures. $100,000? Well, excuse me. I think, I think you've miscalculated. <laughs> I miscalculated there. Sorry. You know what I meant when I... <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I know what love is. I think he might get into the hundreds well, that's of thousands what, of dollars. Sorry. I mean, a hundred million. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just can't get over it. That's Austin Reeves. Like, you know? We were sitting in Hilton Garden Inns eating the buffet not too long ago. The the tilapia and the green beans teach. You know what I mean? (laughs) Our little Austin Reeves, who we all were mad at because he wouldn't pass the ball enough. He is about to make a gajillion dollars. Attaboy, Austin. I did not see this coming. I really thought Trey Young would be a superstar. His success has not surprised me. Austin Reeves, I thought, hey, you know what? He might latch on somewhere and be on somebody's bench. Maybe. Maybe not. Austin Reeves is going to make 70 At least million $50 million. At least 50 At minimum. minimum. Yeah. yeah. At minimum. That's still a lot of money. Man, how about that? Uh, all right. Hang on a second. Big 12 might be on the verge of uh, asking UConn to marry them. Do you care about this story, TJ? UConn to the Big 12? How do you feel about UConn? Uh, the I don't... university, not the high school. Right, yeah. Um, I realize we're going to get some weird, uh, geographically, there's going to be some weird connections to conferences right now. That one just seems too far for me. I, I just don't. That's eh, not good, no. They bring a great uh, tradition in men's and women's basketball. They've, uh, you know, you see them pop once every 10 years for a They just won the national season. championship. I know, but uh, it just doesn't do much for me. What do I care? I'm not in the Big 12 well, anymore. Maybe you don't. That's why I asked you if you care. I don't know. Uh, like the UConn-Gonzaga thing, I mean, the Big 12 is, I mean, that's right up there with, the greatest basketball conferences ever assembled if you bring those two in, oh, right? I mean, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, we're looking, we're going back to the old Big East days and the old ACC days, and the current Big 12 would be just ungodly if you bring UConn and Gonzaga into the league that is already unbelievable. <laughs> the question is, I mean, financially, does it move the needle? Or are you better going after Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado and Utah who don't have basketball traditions, but who cares? They play football, and now we can get some more money. That probably is the way they go, don't you think? I think so. And supposedly there's a big meeting with uh, uh, the big wigs of Colorado today that people are speculating it is to discuss the move to the Big 12. So that's supposed to be happening today. That seems like the most likely to me. Yeah, it does. That makes the most. Yep. That makes the most sense.
And finally, you probably didn't hear about this. You don't pay as close of attention in the news as I do, TJ. But the PGA and Live Golf are merging. What? Yeah. True story. That's not true. These rivals who hate each other, who have said vile things about each other, who have caused a rift in the world of golf, are now getting married, holding hands and walking down the aisle together. And there are a lot of people not very happy about this at all, especially the guys in the PGA who said no thank you to hundreds of millions of dollars to stick with the PGA Tour. Tiger supposedly eight to nine hundred million. He's doing fine. <laughs> Still, you do better with eight to nine hundred million more. Tiger just sneezed and a hundred million came out of his left nostril. All right, but yes, uh, the Rorys, the Tigers, the the guys who stuck it out and stuck by the PGA Tour, and they're like, wait a second, now. To be fair, we don't know exactly what the deets are here yet. We don't know how this is going to look. We don't know if the guys that are on the live tour are going to have to pay a fee to get back into the PGA tour. I heard some talk yesterday about uh, the the live guys, the, the like the the Saudis that run it or whatever, making the Rorys and the Tigers and the JTs whole by going ahead and giving them the money that they had offered anyway. Because what do they care? They've got an endless money tree. And everybody's going to be happy in the end. So we'll see. The bigger debate here is over the whole, you know, the backing of the live tour with Saudi Arabia. And that's controversial. And there's a lot of people upset about them joining forces. How do you feel about all this, TJ? I know you're not a huge golf fan, but do you have an opinion on this? Well, I'll, I'll be interested to see more details. I was confused by it yesterday in the fact that, you know, Obviously, this is all about money. It was throughout this whole process, and does this mean now more money for the PGA guys, more control, some of the things that the other guys were fighting for? And so you just said it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. As far as the connection, look, it's you can go and find things. um, Every government, every country – there are things you can find that you don't like that are evil. So money. I mean, this is all money. I mean, yeah. money is the root of all evil. So it's not Look surprising you. that they it's a would It's Bible, would, would a Bible verse. Which eventually would come together. So it is interesting. Years, ladies and gentlemen, in this show, but TJ just quoted a Bible verse. It is interesting to me that these Maybe guys on the PGA verse. side, Tiger and these guys, Rory, they all fought for what they believed in turned away like you said millions and millions of dollars it wasn't just chump change even for them it was significant amounts of money first timothy to only have the organization they were fighting for and defending turn around behind them yeah. and not even discuss it and say hey we just joined them and then no. they're like wait a minute i have fought for you for like two years now exactly yeah so it i it's messy it's messy the two, but like the two things that I've I've heard all the things on both sides the last couple of days. I guess my two biggest thoughts are one, in 2023, the fact that they pulled this off with nobody knowing about it is unbelievable. That's the thing that got me. Yeah, like, and they dropped it yesterday. The biggest like it was nothing. names. Like, oh yeah, hey, hey, look at this. They just showed up on CNBC. <laughs> right, it just showed up all of a sudden. 
like the biggest names in golf, even like Greg Norman, who's the CEO of Live, was like, huh? There was like two, three people that knew about this. That's amazing. I guess my other biggest thought is, I don't know if I agree or disagree with it. I don't love the ties with, you know, Live, all that kind of stuff, obviously. I am happy about I, what I think this means is that all the best players are going to be playing against each other again. That's what really bothered me about Liv is half of the best players went and played somewhere else in a different league, and all the best – you'd watch a tournament, and it would only have half of the best players in it, unless it was a major and even you – know, like the Ryder Cup, where they got all these guys this fall that aren't allowed to be in it because they're in Liv and all that – that was just now. Hopefully, this means that all of the best players are going to be back playing together again, which is what we really want. I don't know if I love where the money's coming from. I don't think what Jay Monahan did was a very above board. All these people are upset out of. I get all that stuff, but we'll see. We don't know what it all means yet. Yeah. So, Josh Helmer, Brian. It Vinger, was an earthquake yesterday, though. They'll dive deep into it on the Gimme Zone Saturday. So. Uh, by the way, special time, 8 to 10 a.m., an hour earlier for a remote they'll be on with uh, Norman Regional. So, How about sure that? Into it hard. That's a fun show, by the way. That is a good show. Uh, all right, so there you go, Teach. There you go. That's, uh... That's the news. Wednesday, June 7th. We'll take a break. 8.20 in the morning. Toby and TJ back with you on a Working Man Wednesday right after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. R.K. Black, they bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They've been in business since 1952. That must mean they know what they're doing. They do. They give great customer service. They help us around here at the Ref. They can help your small business as well. Technology solutions, copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, whatever you're looking for for the office, they'll hook you up. They'll set you up. They'll network you up. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Guy texts in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet and says, The Big 12's not your conference. You know, am I the only one who will always be a Big 12 guy? My team just happens to play in the SEC. Yes, you are the only one, Guy. There is nothing romantically uh, connecting me to the Big 12 that I say, I'll miss that. Now, if you want to go back to the Big 8, then yes. Uh, what did I miss? I just now said Guy texts in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. He says, What do you mean the Big 12's not your conference? Am I the only one who will always be a Big 12 guy? My team just happens to play in the SEC. And I said, "There's yes, he's the only one. I said, no, he's not the only one. Uh, maybe Big 8, there's something romantic there for me. But the Big 12, it's like, uh, see ya! No, there's nothing in me that says I'll miss that. Like, nothing. So, yeah. uh, you do, you agree with Guy. There's a part of you. But you, yeah. I, I don't think you would say... You're going to remain a Big 12 guy. No, no, no. 
I'm an OU guy. I've never been a conference guy at all. But I I think 85, 85%, maybe 90% of OU fans are like you. Good riddance. Uh, so glad to be out of that conference. I hated it. And on to the SEC. We've wanted to be there for years anyway. Let's put on our best makeup and best dress, and let's go try to impress them. Uh, I do think there's 10 to 15% of OU fans, and probably it skews older, that have fond memories. Like, there's some of us who don't, who have not been miserable the whole time Oklahoma's been in the Big 12, who kind of have liked it. I haven't the whole time. And it will just miss, got miserable lately. Miss going to Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Miss Bedlam. Miss some of the people we've gotten to know and really like through the years. Um, so, yeah, there's a part of me that definitely smaller part of me uh, the majority of me is excited about going to the sec there is a small part of me that is sad so i agree with that there are things that you'll miss i I completely agree with that when when guy texts in here and says i'm still going to be a big 12 guy i take that as in he's still going to watch and follow the conference a lot and like once it's changing and the houston's and the byu's and the colorado's and all these teams are entering it'll look different i won't I'll spend more time watching SEC football and worried about what's sure. going on within that conference for OU, baseball, sure. basketball, whatever it may be. I won't be sitting on Monday nights watching Big 12 basketball anymore. It'll be following the conference that Oklahoma's in. So I guess Agreed. that's what I mean by that. But there there are things that I agree with you, what you just – I do. I would miss Bedlam from time to time I or have, Fog Allen or whatever it may be. I have an Amazon box full of SEC stickers I've already ordered. I'm what? just waiting for July 1st of next year to put them on all my vehicles and everything. Because I I got I got car flags, I got every I cannot wait to be in the SEC, TJ. I can't wait to start to get to claim titles that other schools win. That'll be fun. That's going to be It'll be fun. Johnny H says Austin will probably stay in LA for the shopping. <laughs> they do have great shopping. <laughs> they have actual here in planes. Oklahoma, it's just kind of planes. Right. <laughs> Not like the flying kind. Um, KGM Piedmont says, life is like the Twitter for your feed. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this Someone's correcting me there when I said uh, money is the root of all evil. They say, actually, it's... The love of money is the root of all evil. So, yeah, thank you. Hey, thank you for correcting listen, me. Listen, Texter, close enough. Okay, <laughs> TJ almost correctly quoted a Bible verse. Let's just rejoice in that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Broken Arrow Fat Boy says your man Steely did one of the biggest flip flops ever on the radio. Uh, yes, and act like he had no real opinion, which is a bunch of BS when it came to the uh, what's this about uh, the golf situation because you know, uh, Steely's a big golf guy and yeah, was, uh, very heavy, uh, a supporter of the PGA through all of this. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say I fall in that same category. I was definitely anti live pro PGA 
I'm shocked by this, but I am excited. Like I said, I am excited if this means that we're going to get to watch all the best golfers play against each other again. So I, we'll see. I just, we don't know anything. Like all they said was, "Hey, we're going to merge." Okay, but nobody actually knows any of the details yet. So we'll see. Sooner Larry says tore up many pair of jeans playing King of the Hill back in the day. Those were the days. King of the Hill is that is that where you try to knock each other off the rock pile or yeah. or wherever? It's usually, yeah. where someone ended up with a concussion, a bloody nose, oh, yeah. a broken arm. It was it was oh, a great geez. it was a fun game. It was a fun mm-hmm. game. <laughs> I think I've told this story before, but we we were having some construction done at our church in Mustang, and so there was a big pile of gravel out in the parking lot. And uh, one of our favorite things to do after church on Wednesday nights is the, the some of us kids would go out and just start throwing gravel at each other. That was our game. <laughs> Ducking rocks. Right. And I, I got hit under the eye one time. I go back in. I'm bleeding. You know, I got a black eye and everything. Mom's like, what are you doing? I got hit. What did you get by it? gravel? <laughs> this is the first they had ever heard that we were out there throwing gravel at each other. But we loved it. We liked it, and that's the way it was. <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> uh, Gasso's got a little bit of Billy Tubbs vibe going on. Don't yeah. like it? Get better. Exactly. Exactly. Billy would have loved this OU softball team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Loved a, it. This is a good one, too. This texter says, I would rather be the villain, the villain champions than the lovable losers. No doubt. True that. No doubt. True that. <laughs> uh, Toby, what's going on on Sooner Vision? No new content for months, it seems. What? Hmm? Like, are you talking about since they left and went to ESPN Plus? Or, I mean, it has slowed down, obviously, because the school year has uh, winded well, down here. So, so once you get into postseason. ESPN has the rights to all the games. So the baseball and softball postseason games are all on ESPN family of networks, not on Sooner Vision. Uh, the seasons are over, so the shows are over until August, if that's what they mean. Like right. you know, the Rudy shows and things like that, coaches' shows will kick back up in August. Is that what they're talking about, you think? I, I guess so. There's no sports going but on even, right now other than softball. I mean, I consider Sooner Vision now plus, so a lot, uh, some mm. of these postseason baseball and softball, they, that's been on ESPN plus, so, and that's the only thing that's going on still currently. So I, I'll tease something. Uh, I can't announce it yet, but I might have something to announce in the next couple of days about something that we might have coming up sometime soon. How about that? Is this your Josie breaking news of the summer? No, 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 no. This oh. is uh, uh, we might we. I, I think it's okay if I say this. Maybe uh, maybe it's okay. If I, hey, uh, we, the schedule release for the SEC is coming out next week. Yes, on Wednesday. So so maybe we got something to say about that coming up in the gotcha. In, gotcha. maybe in the next twenty four hours or so. It so. was um, speaking of uh, summer breaking news. It was six years ago today that you text me. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was um. You just hit, text me a hint of pay attention Bob? to Twitter and some things. Yeah, Bob's announcement was coming. So that's six years ago today. I said something to you like. Keep your eye out on about, the Twitter and news. Things are about it's to, a, it's about to get up crazy or something. Or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was on the, I remember, uh, I was on the 15th hole at the trails. 
I was on the tee box of the 15th hole with the trails. Brandon Meyer called. How, How quickly can you six get into Six years since he's already stepped away. That's crazy. How quickly can you get to studio? I was like, <laughs> I'm golfing. He's like, we need you in studio. I was like, I, dude, I got a hat, shorts on. <laughs> it's June. What, what you... What's going on? I can't tell you. We, we just need to get here. I was like, listen, man, I'm with my kids. I It's summer. I got a hat and shorts on. I'm going to have to go back and shower and put on a suit. So I don't want to do all that if you're not going to tell me what's going on. And he was like, all right, you can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one I've got here says, if your burritos are bigger than your enchiladas, then you're not cooking your enchiladas big enough. Huh? Big Bad Wolf, all burritos are bigger than enchiladas. If you yes. make the enchilada that much bigger... It becomes a burrito. It's no longer an enchilada. Well, I can't wait to see the enchiladas Big Bad Wolf is eating. <laughs> it must be massive enchiladas. Enchiladas by nature have far less in them than a burrito. Correct. So, yeah, I'm going to need further explanation on where I can get these enchiladas because that sounds amazing. Break time. We'll be back. Bad night. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I did run across this this morning. This came out last night. ESPN um, has ranked the top 25 college football newcomer classes. So, and I'll just read the explanation here. Recruiting is the lifeblood of any program. Consistent college football playoff contenders have shown the importance of elite high school talent that can be developed from within. Not everyone can take the same path, though, and many roads can lead to success on the field. The transfer portal has changed how programs build rosters. Some schools have gone all in looking to overhaul and infuse their roster with experience, talent via transfers, blah, blah, blah. So we rank the top 25 groups of newcomers, recruits, and transfers combined. Okay, does that make sense, TJ? Makes so sense. this is. Mm-hmm. Top 25 incoming classes, most impactful incoming uh, classes in college They're football They're ranking this the year. whole enchilada here. The kit and the caboodle. Yes. Okay. Uh, a couple of interesting things just kind of going up from 25. Uh, Alabama is at 23. And Georgia is at 22. Hmm. How about that? Interesting. Um. Uh, I won't read the explanation about every team. You can find it on the That's based off of the fact that their classes are so good that they don't go looking as much in the portal as other programs? Mm. But that would, shouldn't knock them down that far in the rankings, I wouldn't think. I mean, they still had – Alabama had the top recruiting class this year. That's what I mean. So, so why are they so low on that? Yeah, uh, And they got the – yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, honestly. Uh, Ohio State's 21. So kind of your top three dogs right there are all in the 20s. 
Um, I'm guessing you're probably right. I'm guessing they didn't have a ton of transfer portal um, pickups. Maybe it was just mostly youngsters. Uh, okay, scrolling up, Arkansas well, at 13. Then that would go, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you here, but this is confusing to me because then that would go back to what we've talked about a little bit, and that makes it sound like ESPN and the people are uh, the people that did this, put this together, are valuing the transfer portal much more than high school recruiting at this point. They're basically saying your class is garbage because these programs, 20-something programs ahead of you, are better with what they've done in the last year than your top recruiting class. Maybe they're saying since your class is mostly freshmen that the impact they're going to have this year is not as great. Yeah, I guess I can see as, that. Yeah. As as you know, on down the line they may end up being better. They probably are going to be great. Mm-hmm. But this year and year 1 they're going to make less of an impact than some I other get, classes I, I get, that I are borderline. Okay. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just trying to figure it out too. Uh Arkansas 13, TCU 12. Uh here we go, top 10. Louisville 10. Oklahoma, seven. And I read, top impact newcomers, linebacker Desan McCullough, offensive tackle Walter Rouse, defensive lineman Rondell Bothroyd, defensive back Peyton Bowen. Year one of the Brent Venables era didn't go as planned, but the Sooners added players to bounce back from a disappointing six-win season. McCullough met expectations as a top 50 recruit from the 2022 class and was an impact freshman for the Hoosiers. He should be among the Sooners' defensive upgrades. Up front, Bothroyd should step in and help Oklahoma's defensive unit be more disruptive. Uh, Bowen's road to Norman included commitments to Notre Dame and Oregon, but he gives Oklahoma a prospect with excellent speed and playmaking potential. Reggie Pearson brings experience, toughness, and talent from Texas Tech. Rouse is a quick fix, but a high-level one, arriving with experience as a four-year starter at Stanford. Andrell Anthony comes with limited production from Michigan, but is a smooth runner with good hands. Uh, and then it goes on. It talks about P.J. Adebare, Jackson Arnold, on down the line. Um, six is Oregon. Five is Colorado. Four is LSU. Three, Florida State. Two, Miami. And I won't tell you what number one is because it will anger you. Uh, you can probably guess from that. Uh, so there you go. I, it's pretty uh, – I mean, I don't know if I would w- – what I think about where they put Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Maybe they're trying to get clicks and cause controversy. Yeah, I, but OU top 10 impact classes this year, I do agree with that. I think they did an excellent job both in recruiting and in the transfer portal. And we're going to see – we saw in the spring game a world of new guys that are going to make major impacts right away. Yeah, so I get that a little bit more. There, yeah, it's just immediate impact. I I get that, but I I don't know. Alabama and Georgia, I think, are going to have some freshmen that are pretty impactful this year. Here we go, folks. So, TJ with his Alabama's uh, boxer no, I'm just shorts saying, on again. Like, they've got Loving elite Nick dudes Saban that'll show up and make impact. So. Whatever, elite schmelite. Okay. <laughs> I think they'll have some game changers. That's all is I'm that what saying. you think? Yeah. Is that what you think? That's what I think. All right. Do you want to fight? Uh, T- T- I apologize to our listeners. TJ has turned this into the Alabama Power Hour all of a sudden. 
Uh, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a weird list, but uh, the point is, uh, Teddy Lehman doesn't like Desan McCullough, and I do. That's the point, TJ. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I never not, said I didn't what he like said. the guy. Not, come on, T-Ro. What are you talking about? False. Fake uh, news. He didn't say that. <laughs> uh, all right, 847. Chris Plank on game day next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Here we go. Game one tonight, 7 o'clock, Hall of Fame Stadium, OU Florida State. We welcome in now the voice of the Sooners, Chris Plank. Good morning, Plank. Voice of the softball team. Ah, hey, details, details. where did this? At this point, you're the only one playing, so you're the voice. <laughs> you're the only one left. You're the only one left. By the way, a sidebar. Where did this De La Cruz guy come from last night, T. Row? Were you watching the Reds? Oh Minor leagues got called up. Chris, That's where they came from. Okay. I uh, <laughs> since one one o'clock yesterday when we got word he was being called up, I was a nervous wreck. Man, is, I watched every pitch. Is he your? Is he one? Is he the next big deal? He's the number one prospect in baseball. Right. He has been coming up now for a couple of years, just mashing. I never heard of the him. Reds fans have been clamoring for them to bring him to the bigs. Gotcha. And they finally did. And so he so he's from the Dominican. Uh they they kinda accidentally found him down there in one of those academies. <laughs> they put him in the Reds they signed him for sixty five thousand dollars. And uh he has rocketed through their farm system. So he's He's impressive, man. Six five that runs like the wind and can hit it a mile. So we'll can't see. wait to get him out on the West Coast. Uh, by the way, apologies last night for our comeback win over the nine Dodgers. to eight. I was just happy we scored more than like three runs in a game. So it's kind of a nice little day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thumbnail sketch. What do we need to know about the opponent tonight? Obviously, uh, Sandercock in the circle. But tell us the, the rest of the Florida State scouting report. Yeah, they've. Um, They've got some holes in their lineup. It's always kind of been my thing with Florida State. Uh, they're, they're they're really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and Harding over at third, they, they usually have hit her about third in the lineup. I'm not – this is that moment where I'm like, I'm not usually too impressed with her, and she's going to go out and probably have like four hits tonight. But I, I think she's like one, uh, one for her last six. Uh, I really – T-Row, just a couple of position players – I really like their center fielder. Her name is Janai Kerr. Uh, very athletic. Had a couple hits against Tennessee. Uh, eight home runs this year, so kind of low-key, you know, sneaky power. And Kaylee Mudge, their star from the 2021 20, World Series run, I think she, she set the record for the most hits in a Women's College World Series year. And she's not necessarily been that good, but she kind of got cooking a little bit against 
Tennessee on Sunday and or Monday, excuse me, and she's their leadoff hitter. So I but down in the in the six, seven, eight, nine spots, you know, they they've they've used Mac Leonard there and she's not been good in the postseason. Hallie Waykazer hit a home run against Tennessee, but you know, it's not it's not someone who wows you. Uh, Bethany Keene, Toby, is twenty five years old. She started at first Jeez. base for them. Uh, on Sunday night, she hasn't started a lot. She hit her first home run in a Florida State uniform against Tennessee. Uh, and then Josie Muffley is is that, hey, bottom of the lineup, kind of their Riley Boone, but not as good. Uh, it, Katie Dack hit a home run whenever Oklahoma, whenever they came here and played Oklahoma, but she's been struggling so much they haven't even put her in the lineup, and she may be a little dinged up. But it's really, it's as, as Kat Sandercock goes, they go. Oh, and, Do they have and anything I, beyond her in the circle? Well, yeah, you told us yesterday as a freshman or something. McKinney Gibson. Uh, yeah. Um, why, why am I? Well, there's Mac Wilson, and there is I think it's McKinney Gibson, but they've got they've got the, the uh, Gibson's the younger one. She's the freshman, and she was the one that got deemed with all the illegal pitches the other night. Yeah, they kept yeah, calling yeah. the illegal yeah. pitches on her. Um, they're both really good, but it's, I mean, it, if they have success, uh, McKinney Reed. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's like five or six uh, Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet texts. You're like, it's McKenna Reed. Yeah. But uh, McKenna Reed is the freshman. And they're, they're really good. And, and they talk about this diverse staff. But anything that McKenna Reed and Mac Leonard or I don't know if they happen to throw any of their other six pitchers is literally just just setting them up for Cat Sandercop. Yeah. And let's hey listen, let's not forget the the hottest hitter they've had so far in this postseason. Um, Michaela Edenfield, she only hit two fifty-three during the season. I mean, she was the absolute worst of their starters during the regular season, but she's up close to four hundred during the women's college world series. She gets all the pub because of the makeup. She is not their best hitter, but she is their best power source. So they that's a good team. Well coached. Lonnie Alameda is uh, a solid head coach. They've got Travis Wilson, who is kind of viewed as, you know, maybe the guy that's going to get the next big job there. Number one assistant. He usually coaches from third base. And they got a little attitude to him. And they've been here. I mean, this is the pretty much yeah. the same team that was here in 2021. Uh Jordy tonight. I think you get Jordy win. Sandercock tonight, yeah. If they win, maybe uh, Nicole May tomorrow. Yeah. If yeah. they lose, maybe Jordy again tomorrow. I think that you're looking at two coaches who have set up the way they've used their pitchers this year, Toby, for this moment to just give the ball to their aces and ride them. Oh, can't wait. 645 pregame tonight. Be listening for the scene setter. I will be locked in with Plank all night. You should be as well. You want to come? Aren't you home alone? I'm not home alone. Oh, okay. No, not till the weekend. All right. So maybe Friday if you're. Hopefully, we're still not playing Friday. But we are, I might, <laughs> All right. I come good. hang in the booth with Do you. Do it. Uh, have a great call tonight, buddy. See you, Uh Stick around, folks. Plank show coming up next. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. <laughs>